Hello, I'm Pastor Jimmy Smith, and I'm thankful for this another wonderful opportunity to share the Word of God. On this past Sunday, we celebrated Palm Sunday. Scripture teach that Jesus would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, and they would lay down the palms and say, Hosanna, and would worship the Lord. And the following week, he would go to the cross. But before going to the cross, Jesus would suffer. And he would suffer in three different ways. And consider with me today Psalm chapter 22 as we look at the sufferings of Christ. And as we think of his suffering, what would compel him to endure the agony and the pain and the rejection of the cross? His love for us his love for his creation. He knew that we needed him. He knew that we needed a redeemer. We needed a savior. Note the text as we come to Psalm, Psalm 22. And let's begin in verse one. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me? And from the words of my roaring, Verse 2, O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou heareth not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabiteth the praises of Israel. Jesus, as he would take upon himself the sins of humanity, we find that he would suffer spiritually. For the first time in eternity, he would become separated from God the Father. He says in Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, meaning, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He would take upon my sins, he would take upon your sins, because he knew that we needed a redeemer and that Jesus would come in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, would die for the sins of the world. He died in my place. He died in your place. But he didn't just die and faint. He, he agonized. And we see that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Christ became the sin bearer. In Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6, Christ laid on him our iniquity. And yet he's holy. He knew no sin. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 22 through 25, Christ bore our sins in his own body. We owe him everything. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. We needed a savior. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus qualified because he's holy and he took upon himself the sins of the world. But not only did he die, beloved, Spiritually, he died 
and suffered. Not only did he suffer spiritually, he suffered emotionally. As we consider verse 6, he says, But I am a worm and a no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. Verse 7. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighteth in him. And we find that as he was on the cross for my sins, for your sins, he was mocked. He was ridiculed. They gambled for his clothing. And they made fun of him. They laughed at him. He suffered not just spiritually, but also emotionally. We see he was rejected. We see he was mocked by the crowd. He was beaten and spat upon. Isaiah 53 and verse Four called him a man of sorrow. Isaiah 53 and verse 4, he's called a man of grief, of distress, torment, and anguish. His perspiration was so heavy, sweating great drops like unto blood. What would compel him? To go through this, to become separated from God the Father for the first time in eternity, and then to suffer emotionally the way he did. The text says, a man of grief, great sorrow, and yet he did no wrong. He spoke the world into existence. In him, we live and move and have our being. We owe him everything. And so, beloved, we come to Jesus by faith, believing who he is, that he's God. And believing what he has done, that he died on the old rugged cross, was placed in the burial and rose again from the dead. By inviting him to come into our heart, and to save our soul, believing in his deity and believing in his resurrection. We become children of God. But may we also become compelled to live for the master, to honor him, because we're going to heaven, not on our own merit, not because of anything that we've done, not because we've been so good. Jesus paid the debt. Jesus paid the penalty. And all to him I owe. And may that inspire us to give our allegiance unto the Lord. And yet there's such a thing as carnal Christians, worldly Christians who enjoy the 
the, the beauty of salvation, but do not love God enough to walk with him. And in doing so, beloved, you can forget about answer to prayer. You can forget about the peace of God, which surpass all understanding. You can forget about the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. You can forget about sensing the leading of the Holy Spirit and discerning my spiritual gift or gifts. Why? Because God demands of me relationship. He demands that I would walk with him. And he's worthy as we consider these passages. He suffered spiritually. He took upon my sin and your sin. And God in his holiness would not even uh, look upon him. And he suffered emotionally. He was called a man of sorrow, a man of grief. He was tormented. He had anguish. Why? They beat upon him. Can you imagine the creation beaten upon the creator? The creator who is giving them breath, mobility, sight, voice, hearing, and even the strength in their body to whoop him. What kind of man is this? What a God, the God. And then, beloved, he suffered physically. As we consider coming back to Psalm 22, as we consider verse 14, verses 14 through 18. And the text says, I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. Verse 15. My strength is dried up like a pot's herd, and my tongue cleave to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Here we see he suffered, not just spiritually, not just emotionally, but we see within the text, because of his love, God commended his love toward me that while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. But understand, he didn't die a comfortable, if you will, passing. He suffered greatly. He suffered enormously. Why? Because he knew that one day Jimmy would need a redeemer. And not just Jimmy, but the entire globe. The entire globe. This vast globe. All of humanity. And so we see that he also suffered emotionally. But that last portion we looked at, he suffered physically. His bones were out of joint. 
Physically, he was weak. He suffered dehydration. He had a thin body like unto a skeleton. His beard was pulled and his back was beaten. And yet he did nothing wrong. He loves us. Beloved, today is the day of salvation. Jesus paid it all. And all to him I owe. Today is the day to recognize what I am. Oh, wretched man that I am. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that the wages or the penalty of sin is death. Death means separation from God for all of eternity, which means going to hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus paid it all, the hymn writer wrote, and all to him I owe. And although he may not call us home just yet, he wants to have a relationship with us, to know him, to walk with him, to talk to him, to hear his voice in our spirit, in our heart, to be led by him. God has so much to give us, and God can do more with our lives than we can do with our own lives. If only I would surrender to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He has demonstrated how much he loves us. That great verse, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He paid a debt that I could not pay. Jesus, the son of God, God qualified to appease, to satisfy the righteous standard of a holy God. Salvation for you and I is free, but it did not come cheap. Jesus would permit, allow his blood to be shed, not spilt. One of the hymn writers, a, a hymn of the faith that we have sung down through the ages, talks about the blood was spilt, but spilt implies that it was an accident, that someone perhaps was clumsy. No, his blood was shed. It was intentional. He permitted it. He allowed it. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for our sins. Thank you, Lord, for redemption. Thank you for heaven. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for paying a debt that I could not pay. Thank you for receiving us unto heaven. We're already the children of God, those who have accepted Jesus Christ. It is already done. And one of these days, everybody is going to make a transition. Everybody is going to have a face-to-face -face encounter with our creator. 
and good works will not be good enough concerning my apologetics as to why I should get to heaven. I can't be good enough. I can't be good enough. I, I want to read the text here in Romans, Romans and, and chapter 3 as we consider this great passage. As we look at the urgency of the matter, the reality that there's a part of us that is eternal. We all have an eternal soul. And we all are going to make our exit from this planet Earth. We know not when, but we know that it is imminent. At any moment, God can call. And the text says here in Romans chapter 3 and verse 10, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Verse 11. There is none that understand, there is none that seek after God. Verse 12. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that do good. Note that. No, not one. I have a sin problem. I may feel that I'm a good person and that may be true, but I still have a sin problem. I have the Adamic nature. I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. I was born a sinner and I need a deliverer and his name is Jesus. Let's go further. Verse 12. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that do good. No, not one. Their throat is an open grave with their tongues. They have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their tongue. What a statement. Verse 14, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law said is said to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. What a text. Verse 23, for all, not some, all, a holy God says, in his sovereignty, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I need a savior. I need a deliverer. Jesus qualifies. And as we think about Good Friday, we think about the cross, and we think about the sufferings of Christ, not for himself, but for me. He endured the agony of the cross, the shame of the cross. He endured becoming spiritually separated from a holy God for the first time in eternity. He endured the emotional shame, the rejection, the mocking, the beating, the spatting, the spitting upon. The songwriter said he would not come down from the cross to save himself. He decided to stay there. For you and I. And he endured. 
the emotional suffering and the spiritual suffering. And last but not least, the physical suffering. His bones were out of joint. Can you imagine the pain? Can you imagine the swelling? Can you imagine, and at the same time, the malnutrition, the dehydration, the physical weakness? Can you imagine the pain of the beatings, the pain of the pulling of his beard? And yet, the text says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We owe him our eternal soul. We owe him our life. And so we say, yes, come to Jesus unto salvation, believing who he is, that he's God, believing what he has done that he died and rose again from the dead. For whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes, come to Jesus unto salvation and come to Jesus unto discipleship. Come to Jesus unto walking with the Lord, following the Lord, having a relationship with the Lord. And we just can't say that enough. There is such a thing as carnal Christians, worldly Christians, fleshly, etc., God has a great, wonderful, spectacular, magnificent, wonderful plan for his children. And I'm a witness God will surprise you concerning the what God has in store for weak, frail, insignificant, not always faithful, sometimes silly, me. But in spite of myself, God gives grace. And God gives mercy, and God gives power, and God gives wisdom, God gives enlightenment, God gives spiritual favor and spiritual gifts. Why? Because he loves us, and we are his children. And that when we think about Psalm 22, we think of the sufferings of Christ leading to the cross on the cross. He suffered emotionally, he suffered physically, and he suffered spiritually, all for our redemption. Beloved, if you miss heaven, it's not because of God. If you find yourself eternally lost in the abyss or in hell, it's not because of God. God has made us creatures of choice. We come to the Lord of our own volition. God would see to it that we will have opportunity. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. But it is your choice. And we know that the word of God will come forward. And we know that the spirit of God will do his work of conviction. When we talk about the conviction of the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the Holy Spirit granting illumination, enlightenment, or understanding concerning my need of the Savior. There'll be no one in hell who will be able to say on judgment day, Lord, I didn't know. God is a just God. And if he grant 
an individual one opportunity and others more than one, he's still just. There will be no one who can say, I didn't know. And now God has made it available, the possibility to reach the world, to reach the masses through the Internet, that the masses might become saved. Listen, you're going to need Jesus for all of eternity. He's the wrong person to take for granted. In him, we live and move and have our being. If I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Beloved, don't miss him. You'll be unhappy about that decision for all of eternity. Amen. I thank you.